Welcome to the Intuitively Aligned Podcast, a place for changemakers to cultivate their intuition and foster greater impact in their everyday lives. I am your guide, Sydney Bloom. Hi, friends. Welcome to today's episode where we're going to be talking about using your intuition to stop second guessing yourself and how you can use your intuition to manifest beautiful gifts and joyful surprises. So, one tip is to really stop trying to explain or justify rationally what it is that you are sensing through your body and through your inner knowing. Because of the way we've been conditioned, because of the world that we live in, it's often really tempting to try to rationally justify an inkling that we have or a gut feeling. I'm here to tell you that as much as you may feel tempted to explain your intuition the explanations may actually be getting in the way of you tapping into a deeper sensing and a deeper access of your inner knowing. So please, please, please stop second-guessing yourself when you do get an intuitive hit or you have those moments of inner knowing. And one of the ways that I found I was able to really deepen my intuitive practice and stop second guessing myself when I had those intuitive moments was to commit to writing down any kind of intuitive download or inkling that I had. And you can do this pretty much anywhere that works for you. If you're somebody who loves to carry a paper journal with you, you can dedicate a journal to noting your intuitive downloads. If you're somebody who's always got your phone or, or a laptop or an iPad on you, you can use your notes or whatever you prefer. The point is pick one place that you're always going to record your intuitions. You may at the end of a day want to go back and read through your notes and actually log what information or data points you may have received by the end of the day that could have validated some of your nudges. The reason why I love writing down intuitions is not because you're necessarily going to get proof that all of them are valid. Writing down your inner knowing is a first step of validating for yourself that this is something that is real. And by agreeing to recognize it, by saying, sure, I might not be 100%, but I'm going to write down what's coming up just in case, you begin to recognize and sense more deeply into the unique flavor of your own inner knowing. I will speak for myself and say that I, for many years, compared myself to other people, other psychics, other intuitives, where I thought there was a certain way to know. And I actually had this conversation with a client recently who was saying to me, am I just wrong? Like, why am I waiting for this big moment of clairvoyant revelation and this is somebody who's super intuitive and I believe from my very first connecting with her that her, she receives her intuition through claircognizance which is psychic knowing so for somebody who already has the depth of awareness to be receiving their intuition through thoughts to be forcing themselves to try to have a visual access point to me, doesn't necessarily make sense. 
it's similar to learning styles. If you're somebody who learns really well auditorily, you like to listen to podcasts, you like to listen to lectures and maybe make notes, but you're not necessarily super visual, that would be like asking yourself to suddenly read the whole textbook and assume that you would be able to grasp it when your natural tendency and your trained ability is actually toward a different sense. I really, really urge you to recognize and celebrate the sensing and the knowing that is actually coming up for you rather than getting into any kind of comparison games with how other people sense. It's not healthy for you in your psychic development. And what I will say is that the practice of writing down your intuitions may actually help clarify for you the ways that you do sense your intuition. And so my advice is whenever you get an intuitive hit, note what it is, and then also describe the way that you perceived it. And I will give you some examples from my own life. This practice is really, really helpful because it will enable you to stop shoving that sensation down or stop. I think a lot of people sometimes try to bury their intuition because they don't understand it. They can't explain it to others. And so this is just a private practice for you to begin to honor and acknowledge that, hey, maybe there's something more going on here or to say, yes, absolutely, there's something going on here and I'm going to start logging it so that I can get in the practice of recognizing it rather than ignoring it. When we're in the habit of ignoring something, then it takes extra effort to actually call it into our awareness and to not ignore it. So I think the very first step for you that I would recommend, and this is true whether you're someone who's just opening to the idea of your intuition or whether you're somebody who considers yourself super psychic and has been tapping in for years, anybody can do this and it will deepen your practice. And this is true for me after you know, 38 years of psychic sensing and more than 15 years of really formally being in this practice. So definitely start logging your intuitions. If you can remember, if you can notice, also write down the sensing that you used to notice it. So for example, I might be driving my kid to school and I suddenly get this like tightness in my chest that says, ooh, don't take the main road that you always take. Try to take the back roads today. Now, I think a lot of us would actually, in our rational minds, get a little bit tripped up and say, well, hang on a second. I always take this road. It's always fastest. Google Maps says it'll be the fastest. And question yourself and then get into a spin about whether or not you should do the logical thing or the intuitive thing. But if you're in a situation where we're talking about a difference of minutes, let yourself play. Note it down. Say, I felt a tightness in my chest. I decided to take the back roads today to drop my kid off at school. Now, you may not actually find out whether there was a traffic jam on the main road or whether it was for some reason blocked off. But sometimes you will. Don't worry about getting your intuition validated every time. It's not going to happen. But if you log it every time, the chances of you actually building your confidence and stopping second guessing will be way higher. And guess what? You're also going to start to get validation too. So I'm going to give you some examples of how 
I got some really fun validation during my period of, of expansive opening when I was in my early 20s. I remember at the time opening up to this practice of inviting in beautiful gifts and joyful surprises. It's a really fun and playful way for you to start tapping in and then start to notice what actually happens. I'm also always inviting in miracles beyond my wildest dreams. So I remember one day I was downtown. It was in the time of life before my marriage, before I had kids. And I remember I was window shopping. I had somewhere to be at a certain time, but I had quite a bit of time before I needed to get there. And I was just about to make a left-hand turn and catch a streetcar up in the direction toward where I needed to go when I had this feeling. And in, in the way I'll describe the feeling for you was sort of clairaudient, sort of claircognizant. It was like I heard my own voice in my head say, go right. And I kind of stopped for a second and thought, what? I knew if I went right, I would pass lots of stores that I liked, but it was taking me a little bit off my path. And it wasn't a big deal. I knew if I went right, I could keep going and take a slightly longer route that would ultimately bring me to where I needed to go anyway. I thought, okay, well, I set the intention for beautiful gifts and joyful surprises. Why not just turn right and see what happens? So I turned right and I kept walking. I had this feeling of, I'm staying open. Let's see what happens. And within five minutes of walking, a whole bunch of people come out of the storefront. And I didn't recognize the storefront. And I had one of those moments of like, oh, here we go. Someone's going to try to sell me something. And then I looked and I recognized the brand name of a company that I really liked. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. They don't have a store here. I wonder what's going on. And these three really high energy, very friendly people walked right up to me and said, hey, we're with this company. We're actually doing a pop-up shop right now. We'd love to give you a bag of free gifts. <laughs> and you can imagine my jaw fell and I just smiled and said, oh, sure. And they brought me into their pop-up shop and it was really pretty. And they gave me this bag. And again, the skeptic in me is like, well, I really love this brand, but are they just giving me a bunch of garbage? Because I also am someone who's quite environmentally conscious and I don't like being given bags that are just full of paper and plastic that are going to end up in the garbage with the most teeny tiny of samples that I will use one time and then throw out all this packaging. But no, the bag was actually legitimately full of full-size products that I ended up using for many, many months. And this entire experience took less than five minutes. I was thrilled. I got products that I'd been wanting to try that I hadn't bought before. And the people were super nice and they didn't try to sell me anything. It was just literally a joyful surprise on my merry way. And then I popped into the subway, rode up to where I needed to go. And I was still early. So that's one example from this period that I remember really fondly as my chapter of manifesting beautiful gifts and surprises. But I'll give you another example too, just for fun. A little introduction. If you don't know me well, there are a couple of things that are material things that I really, really love in life. One of them is clean skincare products. I am obsessed with 
anything that supports beauty and vibrancy and vitality that is a clean product. And I also love coffee and I love baked goods. And I'm unapologetic. I do practice moderation in life. And so during this chapter that I'm describing for you, during that very same period of time, I would pretty much every morning go to my favorite coffee shop on my way to work. I would have my latte. I would write in my journal. I would eye all of the pastries, but I had a rule that I would only get a croissant if it was a Friday because otherwise I would eat croissants every day and there would be no end to it. But on this particular day, I was actually walking home. And I remember it really vividly because it was long past when they should have closed. But my friend who owned the coffee shop saw me and waved. And I gave a little wave like, hi, have a good night. And he gave a big wave and was like, no, 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 come in, come in. And so I stopped and he unlocked the door because I guess it was, as I said, after closing and he'd been mopping and cleaning up. And he said, hey, do you want this box of croissants? This was leftover from today. Nobody bought it. And I've already eaten tons. Like, I can't take these home with me. And so what was I going to do? Say no. (laughs) At the time, I was living with my cousin, and I knew that his girlfriend, who was a good friend of mine, would be over. And I thought, oh, this is awesome. I'm going to come home tonight with treats for everybody. And this was all within the first week of joyfully holding my intentions around beautiful gifts and surprises. And I was walking home with this box of croissants and I was thinking, this is so funny. This has never happened to me in my life, but I do believe that by holding that joyful frequency of being open to receive, it puts you in a position to receive. These are just two really simple examples of having things turn out better than you could imagine when you're in a space of receptivity and holding that in your intentions. One other thing that I want to say on this topic is that I believe that intention setting isn't just visualizing what you want. Intention setting is actually feeling in your body, in your heart, in your soul, gratitude around all that is, gratitude for the lessons that you're learning, gratitude for challenges being solved miraculously beyond your wildest dreams. And it can also include gratitude for these magical moments that we may not have always been open to or watching for or receiving. And so I give this caveat because I feel like in the context of cultivating your intuition through setting clearer intentions, It's not just that there's magic happening all around you, although I do believe that's possible. I know that we're all operating within systems and structures of society. I know that there are many of you who face intersectional barriers that I don't necessarily encounter. I want you to know I'm always very conscious of my privilege. There's a position of privilege to even be doing this, right? To be here recording a podcast for you about cultivating intuition. So I recognize my privilege and being able to be here and do this work with you in the way that I do. And I will say that no matter where you are, no matter what's going on, allowing your heart space to open for all that is working for you, for all that you're grateful for, even recognizing that there might be a multitude of challenges or 
difficulties that you're working to shift, I believe makes a difference. I believe it makes a difference in your body. I believe it makes a difference in your openness to your own intuitive sensing. And ultimately, because we can't possibly know everything that's happening around us, I really do believe that this primes us to be moving in the world in a way where we are more receptive to good things happening. Hmm. It would be really easy for you to say, wow, Sid, you're so lucky. You just set your intentions to receive beautiful gifts and there you were. But what I really want to emphasize is that this is a practice that you can do too. You can hold gratitude for joyful surprises in your everyday life. You can allow yourself the space to have some joy and to have some belief that this is possible. And I do believe that by inviting in that possibility and holding gratitude for it and trusting that good things are coming, you will see, experience, and receive more of that joyful goodness in your life. This entire journey of playful practice, cultivating your intuition, is an invitation to step more deeply into your own faith, into your own belief in yourself, in whatever it is that you hold sacred in life. And to do it with that playfulness in your heart and to do it by welcoming in good things that you can't even imagine, well, hey, like, why not try it? I really just want to end on the note of a reminder that this whole practice is an invitation to stop second-guessing yourself and to stop feeling like you need to explain why you are feeling something. The why doesn't actually matter. What matters is that you are connecting to your own inner knowing and your own inner voice. Intuition is not logical, and these things happen when we are open enough to see it, to receive it, to put out that good energy. And you know what? One thing I will say about both of these instances of joyful gifts that I received was that I wasn't walking with earphones on and my head down, tuning out the whole world. I was walking in a place of joyful connection. And in both cases, it would have been very easy to elbow my way by the people who came out of the pop-up shop or to not even look in the window of my coffee shop because they should have been closed and someone was cleaning up. Part of this is also having awareness of the spaces that you're moving through, having awareness of other human beings, of the life that's around you, and allowing yourself to tap into the vibrancy of our interconnected reality, always with discernment, but being open to receiving. Because if you're hoping for magical, joyful things to happen, for surprises to come through our interconnected reality, tuning it out and closing your energy down is not going to get you what you want. There is a time and space for that. I will actually make a note to do another episode for you around when it helps to keep your energy small. But th that is not this. A really, really simple way to describe this whole practice is if you think about where you are at emotionally and physically, if you tap into your heart space, does it feel open or closed? 
And I believe manifesting happens best when our hearts are open and when we're actually almost radiating love out of our being. And so I get a lot of feedback in life that people feel a lot of authentic love from me. And it's true. And it's because I I actually do a practice where I feel the love in my heart and I I fill my whole body with that love and I hold gratitude for myself and my own being. And then I literally visualize beaming that love out to the world. I imagine beaming love. And so then when I go places, what I notice is people feel something (laughs) when we interact. And I believe that they're receiving some of that love that I'm beaming. Other times I use a visual where I actually imagine sprinkling my magical fairy dust. And I used to do that a lot when I was going into meetings, when I was going into the subway. I would just, before I go into the subway car, I would imagine sprinkling my magical fairy dust so that good things would happen, so that my presence would bring ease and peace into the being of everyone who was around me. And I will say there's a difference between sprinkling fairy dust, which to me feels a bit more gentle, just sending little shimmers out to everybody versus beaming that love and letting the people who cross paths with you feel that warmth and feel that ease and that joy in that interaction. That really warms up the shared energy to prime you and to prime others for reciprocal exchange, for beautiful interactions, for beautiful surprises. So I just want to note that. And I know I've talked about energetic boundaries in another episode, but I think it will be worth coming back to this topic to talk a little bit about public space and how we manage our aura and how we manage our way of being when we're moving through spaces that have a lot of people in them, where we, for any of a variety of reasons, may want to just slip through that space and not necessarily be a focal point for others, especially strangers. So I'm going to bookmark that part. I hope that this has been helpful for you. I hope that you'll be able to take the practices that we talked about, both around intention setting and around tracking your intuitions and put them into play in your everyday life. And if you want to build it into your ritual, you can always go back through your notes each day before bed and write thank you for anything that actually gave you a little bit of evidence that it did happen. If you're struggling to think about what kind of intuitions you might record, just recording when somebody pops into your head, quote unquote, randomly would be a really good example of something that you could log in your intuition journal or when you get a nudge for yourself about where you should go or the route you should take or, oh, don't send that email right away. Save it in your drafts. I mean, that's good advice for all of us. (laughs) I pretty much almost always now try to save emails in my drafts, but it's also really good advice intuition wise because there might be a reason. And that's another case where you don't want to second guess yourself and get into overanalysis mode and say, well, I should really send it. It's like, if it doesn't matter, if literally nothing will change, whether you send it today or tomorrow, then just save it. You can even save your response and put it on a schedule send. Do you know how many times I do that? Where I put an email on a schedule send for 24 hours or 48 hours. And then I find out that that person has lost a loved one 
and that I would rather not send my administrative response because they're going through some kind of major personal transition. You don't need to have the evidence of why you're going to wait to send a response. But if you get that ping of, oh, I'm going to sit on this for a day or two, don't second guess it and try to rationally explain it because oftentimes the information is not yet available. I hope that you have a lot of clarity now around the different ways that you could approach tracking your intuitions and noting when they happen and how you sense them. I really recommend writing thank you on the page of each page of your journal when you go back and read it, whether or not you get the validation for all of your intuitions, whether you only get validation for one, whether you don't even know what happened. Writing thank you again is affirming that energy of gratitude for tapping into your inner knowing. And I guarantee you that doing this practice will put you in touch more deeply with your own inner knowing outside of all of the ego validation we may be wanting. Recording it will help you a lot. So I hope that you're excited to start that practice. I hope that you consider the practice of setting intentions to manifest beautiful gifts and joyful surprises and that my little stories gave you some encouragement. And I would really love to know how this is going for you. Now that I'm starting to share some practices with you in my solo episodes, it would mean so much to me to hear from you around what is working. What are you struggling with? So please, please feel free to comment in my Substack. Feel free to message me on Instagram or otherwise. I love hearing from you. I am always so grateful for your reviews. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please give me a five-star rating and a written review if you feel called to. It doesn't just help other people find the podcast who would enjoy it. It really also helps my own morale because, of course, I am a human being over here. (laughs) So whenever you write a review or whenever you send me a message, just sharing your thoughts on an episode or letting me know how your own process of connecting to your intuition is going. To me, that is letting me know that this really is helping, that you are moving forward in your path because of this interconnected moment that we're sharing across time and space. Podcasting is a really funny art form because unlike theater, where you perform and can see the eyes and the smiles of your audience or where you can see the emotion on their faces as they receive the art form that you're transmitting. Podcasting is this invisible art form that we are magically connecting on through the internet, through electrical waves. And I'm just here sitting in a whole lot of trust that I am able to meet you where you are And getting the real feedback just means so much to me. If there are certain things you'd like to learn about too, please let me know. I would love to use more solo episodes as an opportunity to answer your questions and offer insights that would really truly meet you where you're at in your own journey of cultivating your intuition for impact in your everyday life. Much love.